Okay, <clears throat> this is uh, uh, 40 in the middle. The uh, Alter Rebbe continues and he says, Now, what is it that Moshe Rabbeinu meant to request when he said, quote, And now, please show me your great strength as you spoke, saying that you are long suffering. Now, the Pusik says, in Bereshis, that Hashem placed the human beings, man, into Ganeidin to work it and to guard it. That is, to draw down greater godliness into Ganeidin, that it should be uh, uh, apprehensible by human beings, that they should sit there and benefit from it. And this is achieved, of course, through Torah, which is called the strength, because the origin of Torah is in the level of Chachmah that is otherwise hidden which can then be expressed as it's developed into the Midas. And through that, it's revealed in Ganeit. Now, we are told that um, uh, sorry, we are told that uh, Malchus of Atzilis becomes the Atik of Bria. That from the level of Dibor, for example, we get thought so somebody tells you something, and now you can think about it. So it's his divor, it's his expression of self, and it um, becomes the thoughts of the person higher. Like it says that Hashem spoke all of these words, saying that it becomes the level of the world, which is called atik. Now there's atik within Bria, as we know from the kavana of... Uh, of um, uh, 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 I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, that becomes Atik of Bria, like we know from the Kavanah of when the Pusik says, very Dabral Akim is called Varma'ela Lamor, that it becomes hidden, that it is, it becomes the Atik of that, that level. There's an Atik in Bria, which as we know is intended in the Baruch Sha'amar, which is said before the Shemona Esrei. And nevertheless, it's also the Yudgimu Midas Harachamim. But that's the Yudgimu Midas Harachamim in the level of Biyah. And then you have the Shemona Esrei, where we say, Vayavar Hashem, and that's Yud Gimel Midas HaRachimim that I mentioned after the Shemona Esrei, which is the Yud Gimel Midas HaRachimim of Atzilis. And from the level of those Yud Gimel Midas HaRachimim from Biyat, that we say in Baruch Shomar, we're drawn down into Ganeidin. And this is through Torah, which is the term of Dibor, or speech. And this is what Meshach Rabbeinu asked when he said, V'atal yigdal na'akeh Hashem kasher dibart that just like through Torah, there became Dibarta and Lamor, so too through the mitzvahs, there is this expansion of Kei Hashem, that the mitzvahs that are drawn down from Adnei, which is the rules, like we say, Dina de Malchusa Dina, Dina and Adnei being connected, it's Hashem as the issuer of the statements and the rules, which is rooted in the skull, which is higher than the brain, like the analogy of throwing a stone, that a person reveals his power in the capacity to launch the stone, so to Moshe Rabbeinu requested that we should reveal this power of Hashem, which is in the Kesar of Arachan. Because in mitzvahs, we have two levels. We have the mitzvah itself, that through this, it draws out and it becomes a total unity via the material item, the Esrig and the Shefer, but that's not yet an avoda because there's some explanation to it. So it's comparable to it being a refuah or some other type of school. But in the level where we have 
of Mitzvah HaMelech, it's simply the dictate of the king, and there is no explanation. Here, there is no real yichud. And together with this, we are commanded, if we were to be, to be commanded to chop wood, for example, something that seems to have no purpose, we would do it with the same enthusiasm simply because it is the instruction of the king. And we don't have to ask for any explanation. We simply accept our obligation that since the mitzvah itself is exclusive and is uplifted like Hashem, it is the level of the skull that surrounds the intellect the, the purpose of this union with the creations is because it is simply the instruction of the king. Like we say, he is the king who is uplifted. If so, we automatically understand that it is not possible to draw down uh, godliness into this world simply through Kabbalah's all, uh, be, uh, that it's necessary for there to also be some alignment with Hashem. That is, it's meaningful because Hashem has dictated. And this is what our sages say, that a mitzvah does require some degree of kavana. What is that kavana? That I'm doing it for a mitzvah. I mean, if I'm just doing it by rote, and I don't, I'm not even aware that I am fulfilling Hashem's dictate, then how can I anticipate or expect that it would bring godliness into the world? And this is that phrase of Kayach Adni, the power of Hashem, that there's two levels. There's Adni, Hashem, the master, and then there's the Kayachad. One is the Malchus of Atzilus, and the second is the Malchus of Ein Seif. Like we says in the Zayir on the Pasek, Im Avvenes Tishmar Ka Hashem Miyamud. That this seems odd, that we're referring to Avvenes, Averes, and yet we say that the Averes reach to Yud to the level of Hashem that is comparable to the father-mother relationship that is prior to the production of the child. And yet we say that Adni, which is Hashem, the ruler, which is much more pedestrian, much more expressive, what we would call lower, and yet that is going to stand us in its good stead. How is that possible that Adni could correct that of Yudke? But now we explain that Adni is the Malchus, the expression of the otherwise hidden Chachma. And this is Adni, that we say, me, Yamid, who will stand? It is something unidentifiable, like the inquisitive who. It's higher even than Atzilus and is hidden. And this is what we mean when we say, it is together with you that there is forgiveness, the 10 depths that we know about. And this is Moshe Rabbeinu's request it should be expressed, this power of Adni, this malchus, this expressive quality of what is otherwise hidden in the Adni of Atzilus. And the Zohar points out that when it says, and the Moshe Zukato explains that the, the Aleph Dalit, the Adni, is the Dikna of Arech Anpin. And this is what we have now explained, that is the malchus, the expressive quality of the Chachma that is otherwise hidden. And the Malchus of Chachmistima is the or that surrounds that first tikkun of the 13 tikkuni dikna, what are called the hairs of the beard or the very shallow expression, which receives from the corners of the head, the payas, which is the Malchus of the skull. And this is that level from Minamesa Karasika. And that's why it comes out that it is drawn out exclusively through the submissive Kabbalah soul. Now, when we say, mi yamoid, who will stand? The Moshe explains that this is a reference to Bina of Atta. And it's possible that this is the idea of Kayach Adni, 
based on what we say, that Adni, me, who, that is, this level that is unknowable, that is called the Kayach of Adni. And again, Altarebbe quotes other sources in the Zohar, the idea that Yaakov surrendered 28 of his own years to give to David HaMelech, again, David being the quality of Malchus. And this is the idea that we say, recognize it from the davening, it's originally in Yechezko, Hashem that Kavod is the quality of Malchus, that he is expressed and blessed from his source. And this is that level of Yignal Na Hashem and the idea of Oisei Devara. That concludes this part of the Maimer. We continue, we're on Daf Mem Amid Aleph. In the Parsha of Nesachim, about the libations, it says, when you enter the land of your dwelling, you will make a fire to Hashem as an up offering and grape. Now the Altar asks the question, why does it refer to Eretz Yisrael here as Eretz Moshvay Seichem, the land where you dwell? Whereas it's commonly referred to simply as the land of Canaan. Now the Gemara tells us that whoever recites the Shema without wearing tefillin, it's as if he has brought an oil offering without the mincha, or a zevach without the nesachim. But our question is, what does one thing have to do with the other? Why is this an apt comp- uh, comparison? So the, the karbonus we explain is that we draw down a fire from heaven onto the altar that consumes the offering and all of the fats. So too the idea of kriyashma. A person who is a combination of the four primary elements, fire, air, water, earth, that these are inanimate, vegetable, living, and communicative human being, the four letters of Yud and He and Vav and He, from which we draw down and create the world, like it says, the fire is the quality of the living animal. Now, the Pusik says that the Srafim, the fiery angels, stand that there is a level of malachim and living holy beings that are called srafim because they come from fire. And they are constantly standing in continuous inflamed character because they have one thought all of their days from creation, that they yearn to grasp the ziv of the shechina that gives life to everything from something into no- from nothing into something. And therefore, day and night, they are never quiet because they have this singular, fiery, simple desire, which is the fiery desire of the godliness to be subsumed within the oneness of Hashem. Now, a person is a combination of multiple characteristics, all four of them, and he is also invested in a body and in the nefesh and he cannot stay in this constant yearning all the time. Nevertheless, there is the power of his godly soul to have this thirst that comes from this fiery element, like a fiery flame, even more than from the angels, that even though it is down here, and he's lower than the angels, because down here he's invested in a body and in an animating soul, but the origin of his neshama, every single person, according to their level, that not the entirety of his neshama is not invested in his body, just a a glimpse of it, and the source of his neshama remains in the source from whence it was sent out here from the highest levels of Hashem. And the neshama in every generation is that much more profound even than the angels of those stages of awareness. And these are the neshamas that spread out their uh, flame to be invested in the physical world, even though you may not recognize it, but your mazel recognizes it. And mazel, like we know, is from the word to trickle down, 
that is the source of the neshama that trickles down here into this physical world. And this is because the Jewish people were the original idea of all of creation. That means just like a person, his one singular thought of his soul is absolutely unified with him more than his speech, which is already separated from him. And he could stop it. He could put his hand over his mouth and be quiet, whereas his thoughts are continuously filling his mind. So to the Jewish people, the source of the neshama, that's the original thought of Hashem that is absolutely unified with him. Like it says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nevertheless, a little tiny bit of it we can take and we can understand to understand it a little bit. And in through all these very many levels that it expresses itself, the, the neshama to be invested in the body in the nefesh Bahamas, it still has the power to rule over the guf and the nefesh Bahamas, to remove this passion of his heart for material indulgences uh, that come from the innate fiery element of his existence, that it should be overridden by the fiery passion of godliness that is dressed within his heart, that his soul should be subsumed with fire to be uplifted and brought into the oneness of Hashem, like the distinctive virtue of the fiery flame that's in the power of the Nefesh Bahamas to be subsumed in Hashem, like the carbon that is burnt by this fiery flame at every moment that it is constantly desirous to be coming closer and closer to Hashem because of this, the, the capacity of the divine fire that is the passion for God to override and squash the passion for material things and thus to subsume it too in holiness. And this is the fire that consumes it. And so too by the Karbonais that the fire of Kedusha from above that is consumed by the, or that consumes the animal that like the fiery flame that comes and consumes the carbon. Oispeis. Together with all this, the fiery flame of godliness, which is somewhat measured and invested within the human animating soul, and therefore, when he engages in it in, the, in his uh, human behavior, like a person who gets fired up with anger or jealousy or hatred and any other type of distorted form of fire, this will cut down on his capacity to love Hashem. Meaning if a person's fire is directed towards anger and hatred, it can't be simultaneously directed towards godliness. What then is the solution? So the Pasuk says, behold, you will radiate your candle and God will light up the darkness. This means that when a person will instead concentrate on his absolute faith in the one Hashem that penetrates down to the very depths of his heart, and he will not just remember it in some sort of vague sense, but he will invest himself in an in-depth analysis. This will light up this fiery flame that will fill in all of these gaps and will light up the darkness. Like the Pasuk says, although I sit in darkness, Hashem is light for me. This is why we read the Shema twice a day, because within it we explain this type of analysis that even though it's impossible for a person who is invested in a physical body and an animal soul, and he's primarily engaged in material things, to just turn on this fire and flame, unless he says the Shema, and every day he's got to make the effort for his essential divine fire to become stimulated, and thus to diminish the power of his intuitive animalistic fire, and subsume it within Kedusha, 
until he fills all the days, his 70 or 80 years, and thus he diminishes away the fiery flame of his intuitive nature, which is self-centered and animalistic, and that becomes subsumed within holiness. Now, by the Jewish people, their uh, uh, powers of animalistic uh, intensity are going to be forever, but they can be transformed and become a throne for Kedusha which is not the case by the idolaters, that their animal souls can be diminished, but they cannot be uplifted. And the measure of a person's life that are given to him from heaven is according to how necessary it is for him to elevate his nefesh achienis, his animating soul. And that's how many times he has to read the Shema, where his objective is not only to override it, but to uplift it in the service of Hashem. Now, the idea of the Kriyashma is that one should contemplate and think and remember all the time that Hashem, which is Haya Hoiva was, is, and will be, is all the same by Hashem. Hashem doesn't have a past, present, and future. He is exclusive. And therefore, there is no change, God forbid, in Hashem. He doesn't change from yesterday till tomorrow. Like the Pusik says, I am Hashem, I do not change. He is the same Hashem from before he created the world to after he created the world, because as things come closer to him, they cease to have any significance. And he, himself, he this level, is Elokeinu. He is the power of our godliness. He is our personal power that is embedded within us, our capacity, our life force, the source of our neshama. That was the whole purpose of creation, to be subsumed within this infinity of Hashem which is not the case with any other creation. The source of all those other creations only comes from the level of Melech. Like we say, Baruch Shein Kavod Malchusoi Le'elam Void. Blessed is the name and the glory of his kingdom, and the kingdom is the thing that Hashem dictates. Malchusoi B'chol Mashalom. Even the highest levels of awareness, the higher worlds, are only malchuscha, malchuskoleilamim. They only are created by Hashem's level of malchus, that is the pragmatic. And therefore, of course, there's nothing outside of Hashem. Like it says, everything comes from Hashem, and Hashem is Elohim. But the concealment of Elohim is concealing the level of Havaya. Nevertheless, what the rest of the world and all of creation, and even the higher worlds and the angels get, are only a slight glimpse. And even this is only a tiny uh, 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 insight into that level of godliness. Like we say, with the, with the letter Yud, Hashem created Olam Haba, which is just a slight ray, an insight, uh, like the tiny letter of the Yud, which is the smallest of letters, which represents human thought, which is only a tiny little spark. But the source of the Jewish neshama is absolutely rooted in the life force of the infinite of Hashem. Like it says, His glory is on the heavens and the earth of the Jewish people, his close nation. And this is what it means that it says that God made man upright. This means he is straight, that he is above, down here like he is above. That is like a straight line from top to bottom. Like explained in other, plusic, uh, other places on the Pasuk, Kudi Hashem Yeshorim. The instructions of Hashem are straight. That is, they draw down like a perfect wire that communicates from top to bottom. Uh, and this is what it means again, Adam, Yashar, and so on. Like it says in Kohelas, in the Medrash in Kohelas, that it says, that in, indeed, man is like one of us. This is in Boratius after they eat from the fruit. And it says in the Medrash, 
um, that man is like one of us. Rabbi Yehuda says that he is like the singular one of creation. One, Hashem Elekeinu Hashem Echad. And this is like we pointed out before, that this power that is given to us to have this direct connection, this yosher, not through any necessity for Ishtalshlis or any other intermediary, not even through the helm of the other names, which is not the case with the other creations, which are called the hosts of heaven, that they are drawn down through the Ishtalshlis and other concealments to the point that they are not called even a shefa, except through these other names, because the light in the shefa that is held holds them back. And then they have some sort of uh, discharge, some sort of gift through this Ishtalshalis. And we could say that this is what it means when it says that we are Yisrael, Yashar Kale, that is Kale is the power. And it is drawn down, Yashar, straight, a direct line. And this is what it means, Ashrech Yisrael, that is that the power and strength is this power of Yudke Vavke. And the Alter Rebbe points us to the Rabbah. This is a reference to Atik Yemen and other source material. Well, what we get out of all of this ultimately is that the power that is revealed from Shem Havaya is far beyond the power of any other name. And this is what's explained when it says, And this that we explain that we say, with all of our Kayach, that again, Kayach is the revelation of what is otherwise hidden. As such, it was the power and the strength of the Neshama. That this is what it means, that it is drawn out from Atmos of Shem Havaya. That this itself is the source and power of all Neshamas. And this is what it means when we explain at the end of the that I know that Hashem will be to me in Elohim, that is this level of Havaya, which is so exclusive, it itself will be to them a level of Elohim that will dwell amongst them. And regarding this, we say that it tells us in the Medrash Rab on the Parshas Veschan on the Pasuk Asher Lekim Krev May Love that they are the nation that are, it doesn't say Asher Legoi Karav, the nation that is close, but it says that God is close to them. And quote, we explain that those, what this is a reference to is that Elohim, the way it is drawn down from Avaya, that is even higher than Elohim. And now we understand why you cannot challenge the Medrash and say, I, it says, Asher Legoi Karav. It doesn't say, because it says to so the Jewish people, they are the close nation. But here it says, Havai, and there it says, Elohim. And this is what it means when it says in the Pasuk, meaning the Dover is the Malchus, that Dover Lemelech, this is the name Elohim, which is Karavei Lecha, like it says, Asher Lekim Krev Melav, in the Medrash, the end of Pashan Tzavim, it says in the Pasuk, that Hashem says to the Yidin, Bini, if the Torah will be close to you, then I will call you close, like it says to the day Yisrael and Kravit. And the point being, basically, we explained uh, and, and, and different, uh, in different that the Alter Rebbe references here, a few other so- sources and so forth. And this is ultimately what gets us to Shema Yisrael, that Shema means to come together. By Yishmashal, they gather together, that is, to gather together all of the Kechas and the Ritzenus of the Yisrael Eshativi that is the natural fire for material things through uprooting our passion from being in them, that is to rather sort of regret the past and, re- and commit ourselves to the future, never to return to such foolishness. And this is that level of Yisrael, who are all of Machshava, and Havaya, which is Elikeinu, Havaya that is absolutely unified with them. And this is what brings us to this fiery flame. And this is what we mean, V'yahavta b'chol 
the Yitzhar Toib and the Yitzhar that the Yitzhar, which is the Kayach Hasid HaTivi, should be elevated and subsumed in the power and fire of the love of Hashem.